In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Numbers chapter 35, verses 30 through 34, where I'll answer the question, why does Israel use capital punishment? Numbers chapter 35, verses 30 through 34 says, If anyone kills a person, the murderer shall be put to death on the evidence of witnesses. But no person shall be put to death on the testimony of one witness. Moreover, you shall accept no ransom for the life of a murderer who is guilty of death, but he shall be put to death. And you shall accept no ransom for him who has fled to his city of refuge, that he may return to dwell in the land before the death of the high priest. You shall not pollute the land in which you live, for blood pollutes the land, and no atonement can be made for the land for the blood that is shed in it, except by the blood of the one who shed it. You shall not defile the land in which you live, in the midst of which I dwell. For I, the Lord, dwell in the midst of the people of Israel. The sixth commandment is, thou shalt not kill. And when people hear that commandment, they immediately start to say that it is inappropriate for the government or the civil magistrate or whatever you want to call it to kill even those who are murderers. But that is inconsistent with the rest of the text of Scripture. Here in Numbers, the people of Israel are commanded to not permit the murderer to live because when blood is shed, it ultimately pollutes the land. And the land is where the Lord is making his presence known for the people of Israel. So often when you hear criticisms about the law that the Israelites follow, they would point to this and say that it's a contradiction. But in fact, it is the appropriate end of the sixth commandment that those who take life unjustly are not to be permitted to live. Here are three thoughts from Numbers chapter 25, verses 30 through 34 on why Israel uses capital punishment. Thought number one, evidence of witnesses. The first thing that we need to point out is that Israel would execute murderers, but they would only do so on a plural number of eyewitnesses. That means that there had to be two or more people witness the murder take place in order for capital punishment to be applied. So for somebody who is accused of murder, if two people or more didn't see it happen, that person would not receive the death penalty. This, in fact, is a higher standard of guilt than we have in modern nations today. And this is something that most people fail to realize, that the murderer would have been witnessed by two or more eyewitnesses before condemned to death. Thought number two, Blood pollutes the land. This is a kind of an esoteric idea. It's sort of lofty and up there. The concept is this, that when innocent blood is shed, the land cries out. We see this in the account of Cain and Abel, that the land cried out to the Lord that Abel's innocent blood had been shed. Blood pollutes the land. The blood of mankind, and you can even argue the blood of animals, pollutes the land because 
it ought not be coming out of a person. When the blood pollutes the land, all the people suffer for it. And the text here indicates that the only way to atone for the blood of a murder victim is through the blood of the individual that murdered them. Thought number three, the Lord's presence. The reason the land cannot be polluted is because this is the land where the Lord will dwell. This is the land where the Lord is making his presence known in a way that's special and distinct from the way he interacts with the rest of humanity. The Lord's presence means that the land of Israel must be pure. It must be holy. And because of that, there cannot be the shedding of innocent blood anywhere within the land. As the blood of the murder victim pollutes the land, the Lord's presence is profane. So in order to maintain a right relationship with God nationally, the murderer is put to death to atone for the blood that they have shed. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Numbers chapters 33 through 36. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by joining the Facebook group, Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.